Welcome to the Consultants Council podcast, a place for consulting industry guidance and best practice advisory. Whether you're working to grow in your consulting career, you're managing and developing a consulting firm, you're working with consultants, or you're just interested in business and high-performance advice, we've got recommendations and education for you. I'm Kelsey Kreveling, founder and CEO of Kelsey Consulting, a firm focused on building high-performing organizations, teams, and individuals through a variety of ventures, including the Consultants Council. I've spent my career at the intersection of technology and management consulting, working with organizations across the country to help solve their toughest challenges, while also supporting the growth and development of multiple consulting firms, helping them improve their long-term performance trajectory. In addition, I serve as a startup investor and advisor, promoting the ideas of entrepreneurs as they work to gain traction in their industry. With so many people gearing up to launch their own businesses and establish their own consulting practices, I wanna make available the advice and lessons I've learned along the way. This podcast is made possible by Kelsey Consulting with media support by Class Act Media. For more information, check out our site at theconsultantscouncil.com and kelsey.consulting. That's K-E-L-S-C dot consulting. And now stay tuned for this episode's counseling because the consulting world is full of nuances and the answer is always, it depends. What's possible? Do more. So for your actual travel days, I generally love to travel in comfortable clothes. So you will not find me traveling in work attire for the most part. If I am, it's gonna be something like this that's still more technical gear and it's very comfortable and easy to move in. I'm wearing shoes that are comfortable to walk in because inevitably airports are far apart and require lots of foot time. And making sure that you're navigating it all without having to worry about if your feet hurt and all the things that you're keeping up with just really goes a long way towards making the travel experience a lot more pleasant. In addition, really keeping everything just kind of strack and well buttoned up makes travel a lot easier too because there's so many moving parts, there's so many people, there's a lot to keep up with. Having zippers on your bags and luggage and knowing exactly where you're gonna put everything, where your phone goes, where your wallet goes, where your headphones are, where your laptop is, that makes navigating an airport a lot easier as well. So when you are headed through airport security, there's a couple things that you can do to make that a lot easier for yourself as well. Uh, first and foremost, sign up for TSA PreCheck and Global Entry. If you have an American Express, credit card, uh, they actually pay for your entrance fees and the uh, global entry, I believe is good for like five years. And that allows you access to the pre-check lines, which improves your time through security. Uh, you no longer have to take your laptop out of your bag. You no longer have to take all your toiletries out of your bag. You don't have to take your shoes off. Uh, and instead of going through the uh, x-ray machines, which I am very adverse to going through because of the increase in radiation, especially when you're traveling every week, right? Um, I know that they say that, oh, those are very low dose and so is flying. However, if you are on the road every single week, then every single week you're going through an x-ray machine and you're on an airplane. You're just really increasing your risks of radiation. And so 
with TSA PreCheck, you actually get to go through the metal detectors and that just really improves the timeline of getting through security, which is such a discombobulating process where you're having to pull everything out of your bag and put it all on a conveyor belt and there's tons of people and lots going on and you've got to take your shoes off and your belt off and your jewelry off. That's a lot to deal with. So if you can mitigate that and make it a lot more simple and streamlined, then that also just helps your travel day and experience feel a lot less disorienting. So to stay healthy on the road, uh, I generally like not to really eat that much on travel days. Airport food tends to be not the best and food that you can get on an airplane, even less so. And while I know that those options are improving every day as people are becoming more conscious as to what they eat and what they consume, uh, the options still aren't stellar. And so I really like to avoid eating too heavily on travel days because Air travel, again, is really tough on the body, it's tough on your digestive system, and by eating less, you just mitigate some of those ill effects. And so what I'll typically do is, once I get through security, I will go and I will buy a big bottle of water, uh, and then I, if I need it, you know, I'll grab a coffee, um, or maybe just like a bar of some kind, and then I will, depending upon how much time I have, go to the restroom and then either make my way to my gate or I'll go to the Sky Lounge. So if you are someone who is frequently traveling, procuring Sky Lounge membership on the airline that you travel the most is an incredibly advantageous benefit that will help mitigate the airport experience. So I've spent so much of my life in airports and in airport lounges and needing to do a tremendous amount of work while I'm in transit. Travel days oftentimes are some of my most productive and have the most number of meetings. And being able to have a place where you can go where you're a little bit out of the fray and you can count on having access to power and to beverages and to better food options and clean restrooms and just a little more space really makes a big difference when you are needing to continue to be highly productive and effective and arrive at your destination more rested. In addition, many lounges actually even offer shower facilities. So if you're someone who's having to do international travel, which fortunately I have not had to do much of as a result of work travel, only for personal, uh, that can come very become very beneficial. Uh, being able to kind of restore and shower and feel fresh after long flights can just go a long way. In addition, you know, as I mentioned, I like to travel in comfortable clothes. Sometimes you have to go directly from your flight to your client site. And I see people all the time traveling in a suit. Oh, if, if that's ever my situation where I have such a tight turnaround, what I will regularly do is I will pack clothes in a hanging bag and I will add them to what I'm taking with me and I'll ask the airline to hang them up in the, the closet. And then once I get to the airport, I'll run to the restroom and I will change. I generally just do not like to travel in work clothes and then have to go to an office. I feel like you just, you feel kind of gross. Getting off a plane, you feel grimy, you want to shower, you want to freshen up. And when you've traveled now in the same clothes, you just don't feel great. You don't present your best self. And also you're putting unnecessary wear and tear on your work clothes and that really unnecessarily wears them out far sooner than need be. So 
that's just how I like to generally handle it when I have a tight turnaround. If I have more time, then I will actually stop and I will stop at my hotel. I'll check into my hotel. Uh, generally, because I have such status from years of tenure staying at hotels, uh, they'll actually let me check in early and I'll change in my room. Uh, and if they don't, then I will change in the restrooms and they usually will have housekeeping bring me an iron and an ironing board that I can leverage and utilize uh, before I then go to the site and they'll hold on to my luggage. So there's things that you can do where you can mitigate having to go directly from plane to site while wearing the same clothes. And I would highly recommend doing that whenever possible because it just, you feel a little less frantic when you're able to give yourself a little bit of space. All right, so you've been able to book all of your travel, you figured out how to pack, you figured out how to get through airport security, you're on your way. How can you make sure that your trip actually is safe, that you're paying attention to your whereabouts and your surroundings? I think this is critical for everyone. And I think many people don't give it appropriate attention and focus and as a result, find themselves in situations that are less than ideal. And the best advice I can give for this is first and foremost, be aware of your surroundings, pay attention to what is going on, take account of the people that you're seeing and interacting with throughout your course of travel, read the room, pay attention to the energy of the space and what's going on. Your natural intuition is far more potent and powerful than you've likely ever given it credibility for. And it will keep you safe and it will make sure that you are alert when you need to be. There was a time I was touching down in Florida on a work trip. I was landing, I think I probably got in about 1130 at night and I was super asleep. I'd been sleeping on the plane and as I'm getting off the plane, I'm pretty groggy and all of a sudden I just felt a distinct voice in my head that just said, wake up, wake up, wake up suddenly was alert and I realized that there was a man a few paces back from me who was paying far too much attention to me. He had gotten off the plane with me and was now walking through the airport at the same time and pace as I was and he was just kind of very aware and mindful of me, not paying attention to anyone else. And so I recognized A, we're at the airport, it's late at night, airport shut down. It would not be safe for me to stop and go to a restroom right now in the airport. There'd be no one in there. Uh, it would not be safe for me to, you know, kind of take a pause or take a step back because he's, he's right there and there's no one else. And so I proceeded and kept paying attention, kept watching my pacing, and I got to uh, the rental car counters. He'd followed me completely all the way through the airport. And at that point I said, okay, I can't go out to a rental car by myself. I need help. And so I told the rental car agent what was going on and I asked her, like, look over and see that this man had followed me, was paying attention to me, was in line next to me, and was just far too aware of what I was up to. And so she actually then took me directly through the kind of booth, if you will, like over the counter, and through the back offices of the rental car agency, walked me out to my car, had her other agent hold the other man back until I was able to get into my car and leave the facilities safely. At which point then I paid attention to, which I always do, um, who was behind me in the car, it's dark at night. I made multiple circles around to make sure no one was tailing me before I then proceeded to my hotel. I firmly believe that our intuition kicks in when we need it to, but 
being mindful that that can happen at any point in time and that you are susceptible to the people that you're around is imperative. In addition, when I travel, I generally work to be a bit more bland. I kind of call back my energy from the world, don't project it as much. Um, I wear clothes that are a bit more nondescript. I turn my bag around so you don't know who makes it. I turn my jewelry around. If I need to, I can even turn my earrings around backwards, turn my rings around. Things that you can do to just be mindful of where you're going and what you're doing. Get off your phone. We all spend so much time on our phone. If you need to be on your phone to check something, take a step back from what's going on, put your back to a wall so you can see what's going on in both directions, and then check your phone. Don't be walking and on your phone, not paying attention, ignoring the situation and the surroundings. Be mindful. Other things that you can do to be mindful of your surroundings and just your interactions with others, people always end up being so chatty on airplanes and then they aren't discriminatory around the words that they say or the information that they give away, such that they might be sharing things that are too overt for the person that they're interacting with. Don't tell who you're talking with, sitting next to, where you're staying, what your hotel is, right? How long you're gonna be in town. What exactly are you there for? Where do you live? What do you do for work, right? Like, people can use those points of information to pinpoint who you are, what you do, where you live, where you're staying. Obviously, read the energy of the person with you and determine, like, am I concerned about this individual? Are they given any red flags away? Uh, but it's not hard to be able to glean information if someone wants to do you harm. So be mindful of that uh, and be aware of what information you're choosing to share and also how nosy is the person being, right? And why, to what end, right? It's, it's very easy to shut down conversations if it's not someone you want to engage with. So figure out your boundaries and learn what you're comfortable with and get comfortable exerting them. So some other things that you can do to be safe and aware as you're traveling. Uh, one is as you're checking into your hotel. You know, if you're getting out of a rental car and you're in a parking lot at night, where are you parking that car? Are you parking under a light? Are you parking it really far away? Who's in the parking lot? Are you being aware of that? Are you focusing on getting out of your car safely, grabbing your luggage and getting inside? Or are you on your phone or, you know, kind of sitting in your car, not paying attention? Those are some things to be mindful of as you are transiting from car into hotel or into client site. As you're then checking into the hotel, are you aware of the hotel guests? Are you paying attention to who's in the lobby and who might be paying more attention to you than they should be? Be aware of that. As you check into the hotel and you get your hotel room keys, where is your room? Is it right next to the stairs? Is it right next to the elevator? Is it the end of a long corridor? Those all have different things that to pay attention to and be aware of as you're walking to your room. As you get onto an elevator, are you on the elevator by yourself or does someone else join you? Does that other person exert any type of energy that you're concerned by? Do they then get off the elevator on the same floor as you? That's always a big red flag for me when someone gets onto the elevator with me and then they look at the floors and then they're like, oh, I don't need to push one. They don't push a different floor. 
and then they get, want to get off with me, typically I'll be like, oh, and I'll act like I don't need to get off the elevator. I forgot something downstairs. I will ride the elevator back downstairs to the lobby. I'll wait a minute before I get back on the elevator. I don't get off an elevator at the same time as someone else if I have any concerns about the person that's getting off the elevator with me. If for some reason somebody happens to be in the hallway with me at the same time and they're behind me, I'll do a complete 180, turn right back around, go back to the elevator, go back downstairs. Or I'll sit there and I'll wait at the, um, you know, if there's a console until the person goes to their room or does something else. And if that person is a considerate human being and they have any female members of their family, then they're aware that I'm being safe and smart and wise. And if they're not and they wish to do you harm, well, guess what? You've now spotted them and you see what they're up to and you've mitigated that threat. Don't be afraid of insulting someone else or hurting their feelings when it comes to your safety. You are ultimately responsible for your surroundings and for making sure that you are secure. So take the steps necessary to do so. In addition, when I get to my hotel room, uh, I immediately, A, you know, make sure no one has come up behind me in the hallway. And as I open the hotel room, I make sure that the lights turn on. I bring my bag in, I make sure no one's behind me, close the door, and then I proceed to sweep the room. I turn on all the lights, I check all the spaces, I check behind the window treatments, in the closets, and in the, under the bed, etc., to make sure that there's no one in the room. Fortunately, to date, no one has been in the room. However, I've had a situation where I walked into a hotel room and the hotel had given me the wrong keys to someone else's room. Someone else was already staying in that room. They weren't in there at the time, but their stuff was in the room. That's not ideal. And so by being mindful about that, I was able to spot it immediately and be like, someone's in this room and I was able to leave. Uh, being heads up and just paying attention while you are traveling will save you from just so many potential interactions that are not going to be positive. All right, so other places to be mindful when you're in the hotel, the gym. Uh, you know, pay attention to who's in the gym, who's paying attention to you. I generally like to be mindful of the attire I choose to wear when I'm in a hotel gym, just beware. Uh, if I go out for a run, you know, what are the conditions that I am running in? I love running when I'm in Chicago along Lakeshore but I'm very mindful about the times of day that I'm out there. I don't run at night, that's for sure. Uh, and what am I carrying on my person at the time? And where is it that I am running? Uh, I also let other people know what I'm doing and where I'm going. So that, you know, whether it be my mom or my sister or someone uh, has insight into like, hey, I've gone out for a run, I'm planning to be back at this time, you know, check on, in on me if you haven't heard from me. The other place to be really mindful is hotel restaurants. You know, I had an experience one time where I was in a hotel over kind of like the holiday time frame, so it was pretty dead. And I was the only person dining in the restaurant. And I started getting really kind of creepy vibes from the, the waiter at the restaurant. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take my glass of wine and my dinner to go. I'm gonna go back to my room where I can actually like deadbolt the door because I don't feel comfortable having this down here in this space because this hotel has very few people working in it right now. There's next to no guests and no one, and none of the um, 
people working in the hotel were female, which I found very interesting and it really set off kind of my awareness that I wasn't in a good um, spot, that I was very vulnerable. And so I did, I went back to my room and I consumed my food and my glass of wine in my room uh, because if for some reason anything had been put into my beverage, at least I would be by myself. So these are just things that, while it's not ideal, that we have to consider them and think about them. If you're traveling for work, it is very wise to be mindful and aware of your vulnerabilities, of what could occur, and to know what would you do in the event that something happens. All right, so while we want travel to be pleasantly uneventful, what do we do when it's not? What do we do when things go sideways and awry? Whether it be flights delayed, hotel overbookings, uh, you know, just big challenges, fire alarms going off in the middle of the night, getting held hostage in a cab. Yes, that has happened. Uh, what do we do? First and foremost, stay calm. Above all else, know that you can navigate the situation that you are dealing with and that it's likely gonna just result in a great story once it's all said and done. And then operate with kindness. If you can be considerate to the gate agents, to the flight attendants, to the travel agents, to the front desk individuals at a hotel, even to the cab driver who's trying to hold you hostage, you can navigate a lot more effectively through the situation at hand. And by remaining calm and operating with kindness and confidence, you have a much greater chance of moving forward through the situation effectively. So trust that you'll be able to find another flight. There's a reason you're not gonna be on the one that you're on. Uh, there's a reason your flight has been delayed. There's a reason that you're getting stuck overnight somewhere. There's a reason that, you know, weather delays have cropped up. There's a reason that your room is no longer available at a hotel. Trust that what is meant to be will work out and that all will be well and that you will negotiate and navigate forward successfully. And then don't be afraid to escalate. So if you're dealing with really tough situations or challenges at a hotel or challenges with an airline and you need further support than what they're able to offer, escalate it to their leadership, escalate it to their management, ask for other solutions and support. Likely that will result in additional outcomes that can be improved and they can continue to find solutions. Seek to find solutions really is the best way forward when it comes to an airline or to a hotel or to a rental car company. You know, talk with them about the challenges you've experienced, talk with them about the frustrations that you're dealing with and work with them on what can we do to make this better? What can we do to resolve this? What can we do to improve this outcome? They want happy customers and they're a lot more willing to be accommodating when you're being considerate with them. And in terms of when situations go awry, like in the example of getting held hostage in a cab in the outskirts of Chicago, uh, you know, we escalated by calling the police, 
Uh, it was a situation where a cab driver thought I owed them more money than the screen showed and they wanted me to pay them additional fare in cash, which seemed very suspicious. They then locked the car doors, would not let me out in the middle of the night and had to wait until police came and de-escalated the situation and got the cab driver to let me out of the car. Um, I had the whole incident on camera being filmed during it um, while continuing to be very congenial and interactive with the driver asking, you know, what do you need from me? What, what's required? He unfortunately, you know, language was a barrier there and uh, you know, we were able to, to get to a resolution. Continuing to remain calm in the face of adversity, regardless what that adversity is, goes a long way towards positive outcomes. So I trust that your trips are going to be as pleasantly uneventful as possible. Uh, but how do you come off of a trip effectively and reintegrate back into your day-to-day -day life? It's very easy to immediately schedule tons of other activities and just kind of act like nothing has occurred. But in reality, travel, going somewhere else, is difficult and there's certainly some things that we can do to make the integration and the transitions a bit more seamless. So firstly, when I actually land in any new destination when I've had to travel, whether it be by car or plane, I generally like to get somewhere outside, uh, put myself in nature and be able to kind of ground back into the energy of wherever it is that I am because transportation and travel really shifts how we feel and oftentimes you'll feel a little dizzy, a little woozy, a little kind of uneasy when we get to new places. And so by A, drinking a lot of water, making sure that we're well hydrated, and by making sure that we've been able to kind of ground in nature, uh, we can reorient our kind of bearings. Also great if you can get some sunshine, wonderful if you can get a workout in, great if you can have a good meal that then is healthy, and even better if you can connect with colleagues or friends once you arrive in a new destination that um, you have commonalities with because that can also reorient you to, to where it is that you are. So just some things that I like to do when I land um, from a trip. In addition, as you're coming back kind of into your your day-to-day -day life, making sure that the next day is not massively stocked and crazy busy. Uh, try to give yourself a little bit of space to get your laundry done. You know, you're gonna have laundry from your trip. Uh, to get a workout in so that you kind of reorient yourself to your routine. To um, have time if you need to take a nap. Travel is exhausting and oftentimes we're even more go, go, go when we're on the road somewhere else. Not sleeping as well, not eating as well. Um, that all lends a toll uh, to our energy levels. So just being kind to ourselves and recognizing that we are not robots and that travel is grueling and does take a lot, uh, goes just a long way towards making it a more pleasant experience. All right, so as a tenured road warrior who has spent more time in airports, airplanes, and in hotels than I care to count, I fully understand and empathize with the challenges and tribulations of work travel and I hope that this has been a helpful overview of some of the things that I like to do to make it a little less arduous and hopefully a lot more pleasant so that the next time someone asks you how was your trip you can say it was pleasantly uneventful 
And that's a wrap on this episode of the Consultants Council. Thank you so much for your interest and engagement. Let us know what you'd like to learn more about by writing in to info at theconsultantscouncil.com. Thanks to Kelsey Consulting for sponsoring this podcast and to Class Act Media for the media support. And with that, cheers and all my best. Have a great week. And remember, what's possible? Do more.